Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. In an attempt to determine the most disappointing team in FBS this season, three teams outdid themselves this past Saturday. First, Penn State. The Nittany Lions were were ranked as high as number four in the nation this season, but three consecutive losses saw them exit the top 25. This week, Penn State clung to a three-point lead with less than four minutes remaining in the game against Michigan. A short pass and 47 yards later, Eric All was in the end zone, giving the Wolverines the lead. After the Nittany Lions went four and out, Michigan ran out the clock for the win. Head coach James Franklin reportedly was overheard saying to a school's athletic director following the game, quote, We're the most disappointing team in FBS this season, so screw you guys. I'm going to USC. Meanwhile, after hearing that remark from Franklin, Iowa State head coach Matt Campbell could be heard saying, Hold my beer, Franklin. The Cyclones were ranked 7th in the AP preseason poll, but lost 2 out of 3 games, including a heartbreaker at previously unranked Baylor, haven't been able to crack the top 25 since. In this past Saturday's game against Texas Tech, the Cyclones tied the score at 38 with a minute remaining in the game. It was apparently too much time as the Red Raiders advanced inside Iowa State's 44-yard line. 62 yards later, Jonathan Garibay's field goal sailed through the uprights of Jones AT&T Stadium, and Kemble declared, Told you they were the most disappointing team of the 2021 season. A while later, in Austin, Texas, Texas Longhorns coach Steve Sarkisian could be heard saying, Hold my Coca-Cola. The Longhorns were ranked as high as 15th in Week 2 of the AP poll before getting a taste of SEC football at the hands of former SWC rival Arkansas. Texas fell out of the top 25 after their large loss at Arkansas. The Longhorns tried to claw their way back into the top 25 with big wins at Rice and Texas Tech and a close win against TCU. Then the bottom fell out. The Longhorns blew a giant lead against Oklahoma and lost by seven. The next week, they lost to Baylor, then got smacked around by the aforementioned Iowa State. This week, the Longhorns fell behind 35-14 to at halftime against Kansas. Kansas! Before rallying to tie the game at 49 and take the game to overtime. Longhorn scored first and Kansas responded, but then scored a two-point conversion to win the game and snap a 31-game road losing streak in the Big 12. We're back! 
As of this recording, Matt Campbell is still holding Starkeesian's Coca-Cola. With apologies to satire, I'm Ryan McCarthy, and this is No Credentials Required. is no credentials required covering sports around the mighty 518 part of the belly up sports podcast network in association with godzilla media here is your host ryan mccarthy hello everyone welcome to episode 45 of no credentials required this broadcast this podcast is brought to you by belly up sports in association with godzilla media here in the albany area and uh, I just want to apologize for no episode midweek. I was supposed to have a, I was supposed to have an interview with Manny Arsenal. Unfortunately, that interview fell through, so I wasn't able to get a chance to talk to him. However, this week we'll have a long form interview with my buddy Timmy Capper, Tim Capper, from uh, who is the founder of ArenaFan.com and also co-host of the Alouettes Flight Deck podcast, and that's based in Montreal, Quebec. So get ready for that midweek. Midweek drop it. Midweek drop, uh, probably sometime Wednesday or Thursday. I'll get that episode, fresh episode, in your preferred podcast app. And speaking of which, I uh, just want to remind you to like, share, and subscribe to our podcast on any podcast flat po- podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts pod chaser also leave a review be so kind and as to leave a review uh, i've had the chance to read some reviews uh from apple podcasts over the last couple episodes and hey if i if you leave a review and leave a rating five stars preferred that's really great uh, if you leave a review you might hear on the uh, on the show and also visit our social media channels which are at uh at belly up ncr on twitter and instagram on facebook Facebook.com forward slash belly up sports NCR. And finally, YouTube. Click, uh, go, sh- uh, go search for no credentials required. You-, you search for no credentials required and then click on the subscribe button and hit the notifications button. So, in that case, if you see if you see a short or a clip, short clip from the ep- uh, short clip from uh, one of the episodes, either the Monday drop in or on the uh, long form interview, you get the notification. All right, so this week we're going to do some Metro sports with an upstate point of view. Talk about the Jets, talk about the Devils. I'll go to, then we'll go to the mighty 518 sports beat. Talk about the Thunder, talk about the Empire, and talk about the Firewolves. And last week, I forgot to do this last week, but I'm going to do it this week. We're going to do some life lessons for major sports news. So we'll do that at the end of the program. But, but first, we're going to switch things up. Last week, I started with the mighty 518 sports beat. This week, I'm going to start with the Metro Sports, Metro New York Sports with an upstate point of view. And let's talk about the New New York Jets first. And I got to do some reactions to the Jets versus Indianapolis and also against Buffalo. Also, kind of want to give you my stay of the team at the midway point. Uh, right now, the Jets are currently struggling with a 2-7 and seven record. Obviously, last place in the AFC East. It's not a good scene. If you're a if you're a New York Jets fan, you're you're a long suffering fan, and obviously this is not going to be going to miss out in the playoffs again unless the, unless the miracle happens and they win eight straight games. It's not going to happen. So let's talk about 
both games against Indy and Buffalo. And it's the same thing. It's been the same thing since, since week one. They are the New York Jets defense. They are prone to give up big plays. Uh, the only redeeming, the only good part of that defense is a defensive line. And for the first five weeks, they were, they were pretty good. Uh, they eventually crept up on second place in the AFC or the NFL, excuse me, with total number of sacks. Pass rush, however, has been primarily been absent since that win against Tennessee, which is a shame. Uh, and if teams have finally figured, teams have figured out that to get the ball out of if you get the ball out of the hands of your quarterback quickly, your offense is going to have a lot of success against the Jets, and it's been evident against. It's been pretty evident. It was pretty evident against Atlanta. It was very evident against New England. It was somewhat, uh, somewhat evident against Cincinnati, but against Indianapolis and especially Buffalo, this team is just this, this defense is just bad. It's bad. It's a sieve. It's a sieve. I said that last week. I'm going to say it again this week. This defense is a sieve, and I'm pretty sure that they they are the team in the league. They're first in giving up big plays. Big plays, I'm talking about 20-plus yards. And happened against Buffalo this week. Happened against Indianapolis last week. And this trend's going to continue. And it's going to just be a downward spiral. Over and over again, we're going to see this defense. And at the beginning of the year, actually when Robert Sala was hired, we were... We were we were given the impression that we're going to have the defense was going to have on their door. Keep out. Do not enter. No trespassing. Instead, it's been a wide open gate. And I, post, I posted that kind of a meme style on my personal personal Twitter page. But I'm just very happy that I didn't watch the Bills game because I'm, I'm starting to determine that New York Jets football is watching New York Jets football is bad for my health. I watched Red Zone. I like red zone. I, I if you're a person who hates commercials, just wants to see big play after touchdown, touchdown after touchdown to touchdown, and big plays and check-ins on other games throughout the NFL. I highly recommend red zone. You can get on Fubo, uh, which I, which is what I usually have for for subscription for subscription purposes. Um, so against against the against Indianapolis, Mike White is going in. He had a bad first series. The Jets had a three and out. Actually, a five and out against Indy. Next series, they drive down the field. They score a touchdown, and on that throwing touchdown, he suffered an injury. Couldn't feel his right. Couldn't feel his right hand. Obviously, out of the game. Took a couple series for Josh 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 Johnson to warm up. He actually wound up passing for three hundred yards in that game and three touchdowns. Great on him. You know, he's been league. He's been a veteran for a while, and unfortunately, he did not play. He wasn't even seated for. He wasn't even in the lineup for. A game against Buff- this game against Buffalo. So we'll get to that now. Well, we'll talk about the uh, Buffalo game and how terrible of a game that Mike White had. It's the second time this season that the Jets, a Jets quarterback has thrown four interceptions in a game. Uh, Zach Wilson did that in week two against New England. The Jets actually had some momentum going into halftime. They were driving down the field. They were trying to get either a field goal or a, a touchdown. Uh, they were down 17-3 to at that point. And White finds Corey Davis and Corey Davis going for more yards. Ball stripped out of his hands. He fumbles it, of course, because Jets fans can't have nice things. And Buffalo, Buffalo's momentum just snowballed after that. They scored 20, 21 unanswered points in the third quarter. And they went up winning 45 to 17. 
Uh, and also one worth men- and also worth mentioning, Jets allowed one Jets offensive line allowed one sack. And again, that's, that's the first. That's that's uh, still the Jets offensive line has not allowed a clean sheet in terms of sacks since the 2018 season, Week 14 against Buffalo. So let's start. Let's talk about the state of the team. State of the team. Uh, Joe Douglas had a had a, had his GM press conference a couple weeks ago before the Indianapolis game it was right after the, it was carrying on the momentum of the the Mike White breakout game. Uh, Cincinnati when they passed for over 400 yards against Cincinnati and four touchdowns, 37 completions. His hit that Jersey from that game is currently in the hall of fame as well, as well as the game ball. Well, I have reason to believe the Mike, Mike white era is, is going to be over uh, because he could, he could showcase that he was a very capable quarterback or backup quarterback. And against Buffalo whose defense is really, really good. It just, what it just didn't happen. And I think it would have taken a miracle for the Jets for the Jets to beat Buffalo today. And in the same way, you could say that against Indianapolis. Indianapolis played a nearly flawless game offensively against the Jets defense. Uh, Buffalo, not so much until the third quarter when things just absolutely just melted down for the Jets. And it's disheartening to see at MetLife Stadium more fans of the visiting team than the home team and the people i feel most for are the new york jets season ticket holders because this is the this is the, the people who are they, they're working class people they're trying to get their money's worth they have season tickets they're trying to get their money's worth i'm pretty sure it's been their family for for many a year um and the jets just keep putting out this product every single week at home it's just it's just awful. Doesn't get any easier next week because Miami's coming to town, and Miami had a. If you didn't watch Thursday's game against Baltimore, they were on a mission. They were on a mission to just say, "Shut up, world! We're gonna upset. We're gonna upset Baltimore," and they did. Wound up beating by twelve. So uh, things are not gonna get any, easy, any easier for the Jets when they play Miami next week. And going into the team, going into the state of the team. There is a very wide talent gap between the Jets and just about every team in the AFC outside of the Jaguars. Right now, the Jets and the Jaguars are the two worst teams in the AFC. And there's a reason why for that. The Jets keep this really sick cycle. They're in this cycle where they they can't get out of. where, And it hasn't really happened since 2009-2010 where Rex Ryan and Mike Tannenbaum built a really good offensive line. They drafted a, a guy who was supposed to be the franchise quarterback. They built a big running game. They have wide receivers who are alpha, who are alpha guys. Santonio Holmes, alpha dude. Um, Dustin Keller, I could say, say in a way, was kind of a, a alpha dude at tight end. But ever since that 2011 season where everything just kind of fell apart, they haven't been back to the playoffs since. It's just been this cycle of failure and Blowing the team up, firing the head coach, firing the GM, bringing bringing in new people. Same thing happened again. Give them four, three or four seasons. Blow it up, start over again. In this case, with the Adam Gase era, Adam Gase and Mike McCagnan. McCagnan didn't even see the 2019 season at all. <laughs> and they bring in Joe Douglas right before the preseason begins. And seven and nine was all right, but his first full time GM, first year, his first full year as full time GM. 
the Jets are four and twenty-one since the twenty twenty season. They're zero for nine against the AFC East, and again, like I said, doesn't get any easier next week against Miami. And I realize this year is supposed to be a severe development for the Jets, but when does this team make a, take a step forward? When will this team actually have some guys who are, you know, it's already mock draft, it's already mock draft season, and as usual, the Jets are in the top five because they don't have enough talent to become competitive. Either I, I think I think that Mike McKagan, Mike hiring Mike McKagan was probably the worst thing that Woody Johnson could have done, and I think hiring Adam Gase as head coach was the worst thing that Chris Johnson could have done. And these brothers are just inept. They cannot find football people to put together a great team. And the Jets, for years, they have not had enough talent to be competitive. Quinn Williams, great offense, great defensive lineman, worth the number one pick in the, worth the number one pick in the draft in 2017. I think he'll be gone by next year. If the Jets don't, if the Jets don't improve, improve, and convince him that they're gonna they're gonna make headway in terms of moving forward, I think he's gone. I think he's gone for a first rounder or a second round pick in twenty twenty three. Is because I think he's just so he's tired. I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all because all four seasons he's been in the, he's all four seasons he's been with this team, they have not come within a sniff of the playoffs. And again, it all comes back all comes back to talent between Mike McCagnan and now Joe Douglas, who is going out and signing signing guys for a one one year deals to try to convince guys that they can earn a payday here, or just drafting poorly and letting players to you know, tr- having players develop or take their lumps developing, especially now with this young secondary. Oh my gosh, this team doesn't give so much give so many big plays right now. And here's the thing. Here's the thing, especially talent wise, the Jets don't force enough turnovers, and they allow too many. They are currently at minus twelve in the turnover ratio. I think they've forced. I think they've forced what maybe five turnovers this year, two interceptions. Um, they got lucky today with an interception, trying to for, forcing Josh Allen to throw a pick. And they come up, got pretty lucky with Shaq Lawson got that pick against Joe Burrow and the Bengals, but they, this can't this team can't force a turnover. They can't get off the field, and they have so many holes to fill, especially on defense. Now I'll give them the Jets. I'll give the Jets this: they're gonna have a ton of cap space and a lot of draft capital in 2022. But where do you honestly begin to fill those holes? And who will they attract? Uh, which big names will they attract as a free agent to convince them to come here? Because here we go again with this cycle. You, you can't develop good enough talent. You lose games, and you convince the and you convince big and you overpay free agents to come in and say, "Hey, do you want to play in New York? Be a hero, win this, win this, win the uh, Super Bowl title for this city." And it doesn't happen. And Jets over Jets overpay free big free agent names. They don't draft well enough to put a competitive team in the field. And I just have a feeling that in the next four years, next three, four years, gonna happen all over again. Jets are gonna blow it up. The ownership's gonna blow it up. Woody Johnson's gonna blow it up again. And then he and his brother will be completely 
inept in finding proper football people to put in the office uh, at head coach and at general manager to put a competitive team in the field. It's just all going to be, and again, it's just, it's just all for vanity, all for vanity's sake, because you just say we want to own an NFL team. That's what these brothers treat it like. That's what they've treated it like since 2000, since they brought the team in 2000. No wonder Bill Belichick left. No wonder that curse is on our name. So that's my spiel about the Jets. <laughs> I apologize for making you more miserable than you already are. <laughs> so we're going to move on to a much happier subject, and that would be the New Jersey Devils. Here's the week it was for the Devils. They beat Florida. It went 2-1 and one last week. They beat Florida on Tuesday. They shut out the Islanders on Thursday, and they lost to Boston on Saturday. So let's go into Tuesday's game against Florida. Took a 2-1 lead at the end of the first. They allowed two goals in the op- on two shots in the opening two minutes of the first, second period. And for last season's team, that would have been their undoing, but this team is much different than last year, I have a good feeling about. And they're in the most competitive division in the NHL. Let's not... No, no, no quibbles about that. The Metropolitan Division is the best in the NHL. So anyway, going back to what I was saying. So uh, unlike last year, when that when something like that would happen, they got them down. This team turned it around and they scored the last five goals of this game, including two goals in 29 seconds in the third period. And they added empty netter. And the Devils beat the Panthers, who were regarded as one of the best teams in hockey at that time. But they went up. Beating them seven to three, beating the brakes off them. Man, it was fun. That was a fun night to watch hockey. Let me say it. Let me let me put it that way. Come home from the gym, get my dinner together, watch the Devils just kick the just beat the pants off the Panthers. Great game. So then Thursday comes around, it gets even better as the Devils shut out the New York Islanders for nothing. Yanni Kukin scores his first shorthanded goal of the season. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thomas Tatar finally scores his first goal this season, brought in from Montreal. He got a power play goal in the second period. Then Dawson Mercer and Billy Hamilton, they each score goals in the third, third period. And Mackenzie Blackwood, Blackie shuts out the Islanders with 41 shots. <laughs> he made 41 saves in his first shutout of the year. Great game. Lots of back and forth action between the Devils and the Islanders, but Devils get the win. Devils get the win. It's the most important thing. Then finally on Friday or Saturday afternoon, excuse me, facing Boston, had some pretty good had some success against Boston last year, but unfortunately, the Devils lose their first game in four games, the first game first game in three games. They had points in three consecutive games, and they lost this one, five two. Brad Marchand scored two power play goals, two goals, one the power play. Jimmy Sw- Jeremy Swayman scored stopped twenty seven shots, and that streak, that three point game streak ended for the Devils. Mercer continuing the scoring ways, added a point, had a goal and assist in the loss. 
So let's talk about the injuries for a second here. And actually, before I do that, actually, no, no, let me, let me focus on the injury. So Jack Hughes, uh, it, was, it was a picture posted on Twitter from some, uh, uh, some journalist, uh, some Jersey beat writer that uh, Jack Hughes is out of his shoulder sling. That's good news. He still won't play to December, but at least it's, it's some good news that he's making progress and he'll uh, probably at least get back to skating soon. Uh, he might still enjoy some practice. He'll probably get non-contact in practice, work his way back up into the lineup. But the Devils also announced this week that Ford Miles Wood will be out indefinitely after uh, having surgery. And uh, I guess from, from seeing, I think it was Pucks and Pitchforks, that uh, he had surgery on his hip. This hurts the Devils because Wood is a very capable goal scorer. He's been he scored in the clutch. He's also a very capable penalty killer. And he has a little bit of that grit, that's that sandpaper uh, to the Devils. But in terms of that, the, the team has a lot of depth and forward. Have a lot of youth stepping up, including Dawson Mercer. They also called up Alexander Holtz. Uh, he has first point in the game against Florida. But they're both, but they got a lot of youth stepping in uh, to to help out while uh, Hughes and Wood heal up. And uh, while they miss significant time, they'll heal up. Best wishes to them on their healing journey. But speaking of youth, I can give a shout out, a big shout out to the Utica Comets, who are the New Jersey Devils. AHL affiliate today as of record today it's Sunday today they had their ninth win in a row to start the 2021-2022 season they are two games away from tying the record for most consecutive wins to start an American Hockey League season that mark is 11 by the Rochester Americans so I want to give a big shout out to the Utica, Utica Comets Nine wins in a row to start the season. I really hope you guys break the record. So good on you guys. Continue success to you. And let's go Comets. Let's <laughs> get myself a game, a game out there. It's only about a half and a half drive from my hometown near Saratoga to the uh, Veterans Memorial Coliseum out in, uh, out in Utica. So you know, let's stop by for a game sometime. All right. So we'll get to the muddy 518 sports beat in just a moment. But first, this message from Mohawk Honda. The current supply and demand challenges within the auto industry makes this a perfect time for you to get top dollar for your vehicle. Right now at Mohawk Honda, you can take advantage of the Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer. They will put cash in your hand for a vehicle the same day you come in, even if you don't buy from them. It's a pretty sweet deal, especially for all those recent college grads or students in need of a new ride or some extra cash. Mohawk Honda has consistently kept their lot fully stocked with hundreds of pre-owned vehicles. Their large inventory makes shopping fun as you browse through the many makes and models to choose from. You can also check out their full selection online at MohawkHonda.com. Stop, by, stop in and say hi to Greg Johnson, the Assistant General Manager, Jake Hot Sauce Doyle, Louie, the VIP Man Morales, or one of the many helpful sales consultants here at Mohawk Honda. That includes my guy, Easy. Evan Zwelin, awesome, awesome, awesome sales 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 consultant. There's a vast selection of Honda pre-certified pre-certified pre-owned vehicles, so now is the time to take advantage of the Kelly Blue Book off instant cash offer. Mohawk Honda and Glenville, where they always go out of their way to please you. All right, let's get into the mighty five one eight sports beat. First, talk about the Adirondack Thunder. They had three games in three days again. 
after a one and two trip to Newfoundland. And they came home to face the Utah Grizzlies and the, and the Thunder took the series two games to one. Friday night, Thunder win 5-4. Forward Patrick Grasso scored two power play goals to give the Thunder a 3-0 lead after the first period. Grizzlies would tie the game, including a shorthanded goal by Brandon Cutler. Thunder took the lead back at the 407 mark of the third period when Ryan Smith scored and Jake Strzok scored the Thunder's third power play goal at the 1234 mark. Grizzlies got within one but couldn't get the tying goal with an extra skater, and the Thunder held on for the win. Saturday, the Grizzlies would take that game 4-1. to one. After a scoreless first period, Mason Menick scored at the 15-02 mark to give the Utah a 1-0 lead. Grizzlies would score two goals in the span of 25 seconds when Garrett Sarges and Bailey Conger both scored for Utah. Tyler Irvine got the Thunder within one Within two, excuse me, when they scored this only one minute and six seconds into the third period, but then Charles Edouard Dasus Dastus scored one minute and thirty-one seconds later to seal the win for Utah goaltender Utah goaltender Garrett Metcalf made twenty-three saves for the win on Saturday. On Sunday, Thunder would take that game three to two. Thunder opened the lead when Ivan. Shukarov scored on the power play to give Adirondack a 1-0 lead. Robbie Payne added to that lead midway through the second with an even-strength goal. But the Grizzlies would rally. First came a power play goal by Luke Martin, then Cutler scored his second goal in three nights to tie the game. And then finally, Irvine scored his second goal in as many nights on the power play midway through the third, and the Thunder held on for the win. Alex Sakaropoulos made 28 saves in the win for the Thunder. The 2-1 series win over Utah. The Thunder currently sit in third place in the North Division with a 4-4-1 record, good for nine points. This week, the Thunder will travel out to Boise, Idaho to face the Idaho Steelheads. Idaho currently occupies second place in the Mountain Division with a 6-5 record, good for 12 points. Let's talk about Albany Empire news. Albany Empire, not they're not staying stagnant over this offseason. And this week was no exception with several player signings, a public relation announcement for charity, and an ownership change. Ooh, intriguing. All right, so let's start with the player signings. On Monday, they announced the signing of former All-Arena defensive lineman Sean Daniels. He's built his reputation as one of the most feared pass rushers in recent time in arena football and with the Jersey flight last season. Then over the next two days, Empire announced the signing of two additional players, both who played on the 2019 Arena Bowl Championship squad. First, the signing of Jacoby Smith was announced on Tuesday. Jacoby Smith is, is an offensive lineman. And on Wednesday, the Empire announced the signing of linebacker Calvin Fance. And like Daniels, both Smith and Fance spent last season with New Jersey. With Jersey. Thursday, the Empire announced that they have partnered with Techies Firewater Restoration to hold a donation drive to benefit the charity Things of My Very Own, which assists children in crisis with items to help them transition from an abusive situation. You can donate items any weekday to the home office of Tech East at 2191 Central Avenue, Schenectady, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. between Wednesday, November 17th through Thursday, December 16th. So what do they need? 
it's what they need, folks. This is where the Mighty 518 comes in and helps out, helps out its community. Bedding sets, uh, sheets and blankets for twin and full beds, undergarments, especially boxer shorts for boys, hairbrushes, personal hygiene supplies, clothing and pajamas for all boys and girls, especially sizes 12, 12 to 20, and toys and gifts for teens, especially boys. So again, Mighty 518. This is where you show up and this is where you show out. Help your community this this holiday season by giving to giving items to Techies Fire Water Restoration for things of my very own. And on Friday, Empire announced the franchise would shift majority ownership control to Techies founder Mike Quarta. This is what the press release says from Mike. Says, quote, the goal from day one is to make sure the Empire would play and stay in Albany. We'd like to thank Ron Tirico, Tirico, no, sorry, Tritico, and Nate Starling Jr. for being a part of bringing our championship team to Albany. And I wish them the very best in their future endeavors. As great as year one was, I know that we can get better not only on the field, but as an organization, a member of and a member of the community. So I decided to put my money where my mouth is and take over majority control of the empire. Some will see this as a gamble, but I see this as doing everything I can to make sure my hometown will get to keep its own hometown team. Also look forward to working with John Kane as minority investor, end quote. So local ownership, folks, local ownership is back. And finally, just wanted to add one more National Arena League related note, unrelated to the empire. They announced on Thursday that the San Antonio would, exp- it would expand to San Antonio as the Gunslingers uh, franchise would transition from the American Arena League to the National Arena League starting next season. So we're getting another team to play. Welcome back to welcome y'all in San Antonio to the National Arena League, and we'll see you this season. All right. Albany Firewolves. Uh, Camp continues, uh, but on Thursday, the Firewolves announced there's two announcements they made this week. They announced that on Thursday, they reacquired Charlie Kitchen from Panther City Lacrosse Club for conditional second round pick in the 2024 National Lacrosse League draft and a conditional third round pick in the 2022 National Lacrosse League draft. Kitchen was a highly touted rookie and was expected to be a part of a high scoring lineup. He was drafted by the Firewolves. Well, back then they were the Black Wolves when they were in New England in, uh, in Uncasville, Connecticut. Moves up here. They had the expansion draft. Panther City picked up Kitchen. And then and the Albany Firewolves picked them back up. And the Firewolves also announced the hiring of Alfie, the Wolf of Wal- the Wolf of Pearl Street, as its director of fun. Uh, basically, Wolfie is uh, Wolfie. Alfie is the team mascot. You'll see him tracing around the arena, formerly known as the Times Union Center, this coming December. They also have a pretty cool cool deal right now. If you go to their website, offering for opening night on December 18th, get yourself some uh, package deals. A packet of two, a packet of four. Get yourself some uh, T-shirts, tickets to the game, a couple hot dogs, a couple sodas, starting from $100. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. All right. So last thing for today's, for the Monday check-in, I promise you, I said on my reopening episode of the relaunch that I was going to introduce some life lessons from major sports news. I didn't get to that last week. I totally flubbed it, totally forgot. But this week, I'm going to give you a two for one. So it's pretty cool. 
So here we go. We're going to talk about first. We're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers and COVID. And you're rolling your eyes right now. I know you're thinking, oh, God, not again, not the whole Aaron Rodgers and COVID thing. Yeah, well, well I got a couple things to say about that. So first off, I like think Rodgers should have misspoken to his teammates or the media about how he was treating himself. The whole vaccination versus immunization discussion is it's for the experts or so-called experts or whatever they call themselves. But in the end, let's just take it this way. Roger should have been more forthcoming about his status at the same time is kind of, and the fact that he, the fact that he got COVID and then told Pat McAfee, which treatments he was receiving to treat his COVID brought upon additional mockery from the media and fans. I'll give you a hint. It involves Joe Grogan and Ivermectin. I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> at the same time, it's a little unfair for to reporters to keep asking about vaccination status and expect a straight answer from athletes because you'll almost never get one. <laughs> Rodgers is 38 years old. He has multiple M- league MVP honors and a Super Bowl ring. He's got more money to, than he knows what to do with. And he'll likely retire as one of the great quarterbacks of this era. So what's the overall lesson? Be honest with people. Henry Cloud wrote in his book, Integrity, The Courage to Meet Demands of Reality. He says, quote, some things are not going to move. And we are the smaller ship that must adjust our course and steer in a different direction if we are going to make it, end quote. In this case, the league was not going to move on protocols. And now Rodgers has to play PR damage control for the rest of the season. But will a pseudo scandal mean that there's a lack of trust by, by the rest of his teammates? The city of Green Bay? The NFL itself? And furthermore, does it mean the end of the Rodgers era in Green Bay? If he doesn't deliver a Super Bowl championship this season, it just might be. Just might be because of it's, it's too much of a this was too much of a headache for the Packers to deal with and for the league to deal with. But all in all, be forthcoming, be honest. And now the second life lesson. Let's go to the Dave Portnoy Business Insider Saga. Ooh. For those of you who don't know, Business Insider Business Insider writer Julia Black supposedly was writing an article on Portnoy's and Portnoy's business strategy with uh, both Penn and Barstool Sports. What the article later turned into was something out of the National Enquirer. The article, which is currently behind a paywall, by the way, Business Insider, told sordid details of Portnoy's sex life as a 22-year-old Instagram model accused him of sexual assault. Portnoy has gone on record denying the accounts as has since declared a personal jihad of sorts against the publisher and the author of the piece. He'll probably, probably wind up suing for libel. But what are some of the life lessons we can learn from this? First off, be careful about who you slides into your DMs and exercise some self-control. This is especially true if you're the CEO of a company who's always keen on pushing the entertainment envelope. There's a target on your back. And people are going for you in this, in this very... <laughs> People are going for you. And in this really polarizing day and age, your indiscretions can be brought into the light very quickly. Secondly, stick to the script. The author of the piece was allegedly originally writing about the successful business practices, which turned into an investigational article about someone's personal sex life. Isn't the point of Business Insider to report on business and not the personal life, sex life of a CEO? It's clickbaity and creepy and gross. But if they want to become another TMZ, go right ahead. Beware, though. They'll probably start to lose trust if they continue to go down that path. While I'm more traditional in my morals when it comes to dating than Portnoy, the man has the right to defend himself, 
and clear his name. Either way, whether Portnoy is bought out or has to resign, or or he sues the business sider and they're they're sued into oblivion like Hulk Hogan Hulk Hogan did Gawker Media. Portnoy's getting paid. On that note, just want to thank you for listening to another edition of No Credentials Required. This this Monday drop in edition. We are again. We are brought to you by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. Just want to remind you about. First off, remind you about our bonfire store. Go to bonfire.com. Do a search for no credentials required and you'll pull up our store. You'll see you'll see the original, the OG uh, logo, uh, which you can buy T-shirts, uh, T-shirts or sweatshirts or hoodies on. And you can also check out our No Shave November fundraiser where we have uh, I've styled the <laughs> the O and no in the no credentials required and I put a beard on it. On the back of it, it says hashtag grow it. No shade November where you grow a mustache or a beard, boys. Support support charity. Support some charity. Buy a t-shirt. Doing some good for people if you do that. So that the, the, the retirement profits for that sale in No Shade November fundraiser goes directly to noshave.org. They have a myriad of charities they support that help support cancer research. Go to the bonfire store again bonfire.com search no credentials required you'll find the store there buy a shirt support the show buy a shirt <laughs> or donate to charity donate to charity and buy a no shave no shave november fundraiser shirt also just want to remind you about our social media accounts on on excuse me on twitter at belly up ncr on instagram belly up ncr facebook.com forward slash belly up sports ncr and on youtube Search no credentials required. Hit subscribe. Hit the notifications bell. On the podcast side, like, share, and subscribe. Leave a review. I might read it on the air. <laughs> I might read it for our next episode of uh, on the next check in, the next drop in. Excuse me. Leave a five star rating. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, and Podchaser. Leave a review. You might get it read right on the air. Leave a five star review. So, all right. So thank you again for joining me on No Credentials Required. And until next time, we'll see you around the Mighty Five World. Music courtesy of Joseph McDade. Check him out and support his music at patreon.com forward slash Joseph McDade. Be sure to rate, share, and subscribe on multiple podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. No credentials required as a Belly Up Sports Podcast Network production in association with Godzilla Media. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 